Welcome in, everyone. I am Robertson Beyer of Fan Sports, and sitting virtually across from me, as always, is Ben Parker. Uh, we are the Odds on Favorites. Please follow us on Twitter if you are not already at Odds on Favorites, at Favorites, and please rate and review us on Apple and Spotify. It would really help us out a great deal. You'd have no idea. Ben, how are we doing tonight? I, I'm doing good and bad. I'm doing great that the season is going great, and I'm enjoying it. The fans are in the stands again, and and Thanksgiving's right here. But the problem is the season goes by too fast. It just yeah. I can't handle this. We I'm I'm starting to think we need to do what the NBA does, and that is just spread it out over eight months, right? And maybe have you know maybe have the AFC play one week and the NFC the next week, that kind of a thing. But um, other than that, life was good. Yeah, I feel like we blinked and we're in the playoff race already. <laughs> yeah, we did. Where did it go? You know. Yeah, I don't know. And this is a bit of a of a special episode. Um, one, because we're going to start out with a little story here that I think is kind of, kind of funny. And two, this is like, a, if you're listening when this, this first comes out, this is kind of like a Monday night release. You're getting Monday night football and a Monday night episode of Odds on Favorite. Like, what, what more could you possibly want in life? Yes. You know, like, this is, this is a great, a great time to be alive, Ben. Yeah, and if you're listening, the game will already have passed. But right now, we're in the first quarter of Monday Night Football. No score between the 49ers and Cardinals. So there's your update that you don't need. Yeah, obviously, we can't recap that one that we did last <laughs> week. Uh, but we just wanted to get this out, uh, this week's episode, out as soon as possible, given the holiday and all that. I want you guys to enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the wonderful football that we're going to be having on uh, on Thanksgiving. At least that's what it uh, seems that it's going to turn out to be. But um Ben, before we get started, I have a, a, a bit of a funny story to uh, to share. Um, so I'm going to preface this by saying that um, if you all don't know already, I'm a I'm a, a Washington Commanders fan, have been you know, Redskin football team, whatever you want to call them. I've been a fan since I was like five years old. That's number one. Number two is I am not very active on Twitter. OK, like <laughs> I. I don't get on there. I mean, I like stuff, retweet stuff, you know, for Phantom, and, you know, other stuff that I see, but I'm not like, I don't actually tweet a lot on my own, you know, like, unless I have something that I'm like replying to maybe every once in a while. Um, so when the commanders did their rebrand, you know, we kind of didn't really have an identity. Really. There was no fight song. There was no much of anything. We just have these, mediocre at best looking uniforms and a way back in you know august september like a really mediocre mediocre team so there wasn't really much to get excited for um so god bless them these two local hip-hop artists created a song for the commanders i don't know if you've heard this song you have have heard this song you have have not not heard heard this song song. okay this came out early august and when i heard it I wanted to claw my eyes out <laughs> and like stab my eardrums. Like, you know, like it was just, it, it's nails on a chalkboard to me. It is just so bad. And like, first, I, I just want to say the artists that did this, God bless them, really. Like, because the fact that they're still, given everything the franchise has gone through, there's still fans that are that passionate, that are still, you know, all about the team that are they're not going to let anything get them down you know what god bless them i appreciate that the passion and all that 
right? I'm not taking anything away from them as far as that goes. Like, you know, we, we right. need we, our our fan base needs fans like that to, to survive. You know, we're you a dying got, fan right? base. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we need those people to survive as as a football team because without them, there's no team. So there is a there's a mega fan, I'll say. I don't know how what else to call him. Um he's a local guy. His name's Rio Robinson. Okay, he's a he's a cool dude. I've talked to him a couple times. You know, he's been on, um, you know, some some he's had some local interviews and stuff. You know, at the at training camp or the games or whatever. He's taking pictures with our, um, like our Julie Donaldson. She's like our she's like one of the radio hosts or whatever. Like they they've he's a he's like one of the, like the like the big fans or whatever of the team, right? And he loves the song. Like he loves the song. He loves it. You know, like it, okay. he's. He's like a big voice in terms of fans or whatever, right? So shout out to him. He's a, he's a cool dude. So he's like doing some sort of interview with him or something like in this one tweet, right? He says like, in his tweet says, embrace it. It's the anthem now. It's terrible. Oh, yeah. Let me first. Let me first play you this. And I don't know if this is going to work or not for our audience. If you can hear this or not, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to play it for Ben before we get into the conversation about it. I'm going to play it for him, and hopefully you guys can hear it as well. I mean, it's just so. I don't know if the audience heard that or not, but it is. Just, go look it up. It's called "Who Are We?" The Commanders, the Commander song by Oh Goody, Feet Big Fifty Seven. Uh it's just, I, it's just bad. So, Rio Rob, he he tweeted it out. You know, like you know, this is our anthem now, and all this other crap. And I'm like, I we're on a five. We've won five out of our last six games. Mm-hmm. And this right. song is just coming out everywhere. It it's gotten national media attention. It has okay. gotten national. It was on the Pat McAfee show. Like okay. I consider that right. national yep. media. Like it's 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 gotten national, and I'm I'm sick of it. Like I am I'm tired of this. <laughs> so in I replied to this tweet because I'm I'm sick of this crap. So I retired. I appreciate the passion, and enthusiasm by the artists and the fans that have rallied behind it, but I hate this. That's so much. It's so cringe. And then he replied, like, you know, it's good and all that. And I was like, it's really not. Like, you know, we just we're just like we're going back and forth, right? And then somebody else like has a reply. It's like, oh well, you're just like an old fan or whatever. Like, you're not into this new stuff. And I'm like, I'm 23 years old. Like, <laughs> you know, like I, I but like because I appreciate the old stuff, but like, and it's not that I'm opposed to new stuff. It's just I don't like bad stuff, and to me, that's just terrible, right? So my last tweet in this thread was like, you know, I'm not old enough to have been alive during the glory days, but, you know, because like when I first started watching, our quarterback was Patrick Ramsey. <laughs> like, I know, no, I, I don't know success. I don't know winning for like, you know, as being a fan. So I said, just because we're used to being a loser franchise doesn't mean we shouldn't have standards. And I said, objectively speaking, the song is garbage. That was the last thing I said. 
And who liked the tweet? None other than the artist himself that wrote the song. Really? He performed the song. What? No way. He liked the tweet. <laughs> this is just hilarious. I'm literally calling his song garbage. And he likes the tweet. I mean, he's got class, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess. He, but like to me, that's just so hilarious that like I either that was an accident. Like that could have very well been an accident, right? Like he could have right. accident. He could have been scrolling through the thread because he was mentioned like in the thread. But he doesn't like any other tweet in the thread, except for like the one, the first one that mentions him, and then he likes mine. That literally calls his song garbage. <laughs> That's not what I was expecting you to say. It's not really where I expected that story to end up. <laughs> to me, that is just so funny. It's like one of those like, it's like yeah, man, this song is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> oh my well, god! Like, tell us the artist's name again, because I it's not one that I'm familiar with. Uh, DJ Woody O'Goody. That's his. All right, so DJ Woody O'Goody. Um, yeah, like that's our his, co-host that's doesn't his like Twitter your handle. song. No, I don't. But sorry. you have a lot of class, so I'm yes. impressed. I, <laughs> I mean, this... he's the song's got 136,000 views on YouTube. I mean, you know, wow. all right. God bless him. Honestly, like you know what, I appreciate the passion and enthusiasm. But to me, that is just so funny. <laughs> Someone else is calling your. Your work garbage, and you're like, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Is there any chance? I don't think it is, but is there any chance they were kind of just making a parody of the of the commander's name and piling on? Because at least we're not the football team anymore, right? Ben, I'll send you the video. It, it's it's not that like they are, and like I said, they've gotten like local interviews, they got radio interviews. I'm sure if we continue this winning streak, they'll be on national media, like they themselves will be. Like I said, I have nothing against these guys. I have nothing against the people that like the song. I just can't stand it personally. To me, I think it's garbage. I played it for you. I don't know your opinion of it, but you know, like actually, you know what? What do you think of the song, guys? It, it's I, it's not bad. It, it doesn't bother me. My 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 real desire in all of this now, having had this story laid out in front of me, is that the Washington Commanders win every single game and win the Super Bowl too. And that you have to hear it every day of the year no. for the next year. Please, God, That's... no. <laughs> no. And it's not that I don't even like hip-hop either. Like, you know, I'm okay with it. Like, it's not my favorite, but, like, I'm okay with it. It's not like I hate it. And it's just, to me, like, it's just so bad. And that was just a part of the song I played. It's not the whole thing. Oh, excuse me. It's just it's just bad to me. Like, I just, I, I, I it's nails on a chalkboard. And the whole left hand up thing that I keep seeing like everywhere on Redskins social media or sorry, commander social media, like for, from fans and all that, it, it's driving me nuts. Like I, I hate it. And it's, Oh, Oh, I'll buy and you some earmuffs, more, some commanders yeah. earmuffs. Yes. Yes. Like I will never put my left hand up. You will never see me at a game or after a game or <laughs> you will never see me with my left hand up. Sorry. Like I no. No, even the emoji that has your left hand, I will never be sending that. Like, no. Mm-mm. But that's my story. Hopefully that's you got a story, lot. everyone. <laughs> Welcome to story time. If you, if you came for picks and if you came for uh, some insight on the Thanksgiving week games, you know. Uh, sorry. Wrong sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you got a story instead. A local yeah. Washington commander story. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Just, you know what? 
you know what, Ben? Maybe this is just a trend now. Anytime that, you know, someone tweets at us and says, hey, your show sucks. Ben's terrible. Maybe you should just like the tweet, you know? Go like Elon Musk on it, maybe, you know? like It just... wouldn't be the worst thing anybody's ever said to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so right. I guess you guys want to listen to some actual football talk now, even though that was football-related, but, you know, it's a bunch of nonsense. Um, I think I had a good week last week, Ben. Um, I don't know your record against Vegas, but I think I did pretty good last week. Um, uh, just, just a little, another funny mini story uh we were supposed to pick the jets and patriots last week yes <laughs> and, yes we were and ben was so upset after we started stopped recording <laughs> but then the game turned out to not at all be probably the way ben anticipated so <laughs> oh, that's well. also kind of funny <laughs> but uh also that was a fantastic way to end that game just just putting that out there what a what a game that was and man zach wilson what a guy what a guy zach wilson you know just when you think the jets or the browns can't lose another game in another way some horrible heartbreaking fashion they give you another way to lose a game in some horrible fashion yeah it's just i don't know how you can trot zach wilson back out on the field after that i really don't i don't think they will i don't think they will (laughs) i think they're going joe flacco I really, really think they're going Joe Flacco. Really? I think they are. Oh, and we'll get into that, that a little bit later, but I think it's going to be Joe Flacco. We'll see. Okay, to a game that we did cover, uh, one I was right about. <coughs> I just like to say that. I'm not right a lot, so I get to I get to put my thumbs up on, on the ones I did get right. Um, Absolutely. Falcons and Bears. I hit the over on them. Um, Falcons uh, 27, Bears 24. It was a high-scoring game. It was a close game for the whole thing. Uh, Corderell Patterson just – most kick return touchdowns in NFL history, probably one of the least talked about players, you know, over the course of his career, just because he bounced around and, and all that. But, you know, he just an absolutely electric player. Um, Justin Fields had another great game, kind of like what I said was going to happen. You know, he's going to have great games, but the pr- teams probably aren't going to win. I still think I picked the Bears last week, but I don't really care because I got the overwrite. So I'll, I'll take my victories where I can get them. Um, you know, and I still think Justin Fields is going to continue to get better. You know, like I don't see them slowing down at all. Um, ben, where did you were you surprised at all by any of this? Um, you know, Mariota kind of had a bounce back game a little bit after his he struggled a little bit, um, especially on the ground. Um, do you see them sticking with him for the rest of the year? Do you think we're going to see Desmond Ritter at some points? Um, can the Falcons even make a playoff run? You know, they're there's. They're outside looking in, but they can still get there. There's a pass. There's a pass. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're what, they're five and six. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. I think they're five yeah. and six. Um, the, the division is still within reach. Playoffs are still within reach. I I don't move off of Mariota until I have to. You know, if they if they rack up a three game losing streak and and playoffs are out, then then you put Ritter in. They've continued to impress with their ability to be multifaceted on offense, and that may not necessarily include throwing the deep ball. But listen, they've got all kinds of ways to score, all kinds of ways to move the football. They're not one of the best offenses of football, but they're not the worst. And they just continue to be creative. I wish you could see that creativity out of some other teams with better rosters than what the Falcons have. But they've got a lot of little pieces here. You mentioned Patterson, um, Caleb Huntley, um, Drake London, uh, Kyle Pitts, you can name a bunch, Zacchaeus. Um, a lot of guys there that can do a lot of different little things. Marty, Mariota running the football. Good game for the Falcons. Hats off to them 
for not folding in a game in which a lot of people are picking Justin Fields, just kind of show up and beat them and, and in a game in which the Buccaneers look like they have the momentum for the division. So hats off to the Falcons here. Um, nice win for them. Uh, Kyle Pitts is out for the year with a torn ACL, I believe, unfortunately. So that's a that's a big loss for them um, offensively. I don't think it's going to impact them that much, though, um, just because they are a a run first team. Um, but they are. I don't think they lose a lot of dynamic dynamicism. If I said that correctly, I probably didn't. But um, yeah, I I still like the Bears to you know, still be competitive just because Fields is playing out of his mind right now, given to what we thought he was before the season, even early on in the season. Um, moving on now to a game that I was also right about. I'm very proud of myself for this one. The Eagles and Colts, 17-16. to 16, They just eke it out against a feisty Colts team that is uh, under Jeff Saturday. Um you know, I expected it to be close. I didn't think I expected it to be this close, though. I didn't expect the Colts to have a lead at any point in this game. Um, ben, I mean, the, the Eagles have had uh, three straight games now where they've been pretty iffy. Uh, they played a close game against the Texans. Granted, they won that one, but it was it was not very convincing. Um, they lost against the Commanders last Monday night, and now a Colts team that, honestly, they don't really have much to play for. Technically, they're still in. Uh, playoff contention but you know they have an interim head coach and Matt Ryan who oh he just doesn't look like Matt Ryan anymore and they're barely getting out these wins if they are winning so is there a reason to be concerned if you're the Eagles yes and, and for me the biggest part is the offense the offense has struggled the last two weeks just been very sluggish we watched it in the commanders game now we watched the Colts game coming off the bye week a lot of teams look great coming off their bye but not Philadelphia. It almost feels like they had a boatload of momentum. And then coming off the bye week, they're starting to grab a couple of injuries with Jordan Davis on the defensive line of Dallas Godair, the, the do-everything tight end that they, they was playing so well. It almost feels like they've lost their momentum. And, and yet they found a way to win. So hats off to the Eagles for finding a way to win. But you had this game pegged right. You said the Colts would be able to keep this closer than the line suggested. They did exactly that. They ran the football very well. Not as well in the second half, but they did an excellent job with that. So – you, you had this game pegged right, but hats off to the Eagles for finding a way to win anyway. But, yeah, I'm worried about the Eagles' offense. It looks like they have kind of lost their mojo, and, you know, that's not always easy to get back. So they're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to have a, one of the top probably two seeds in the playoffs, more than likely. But, how you know, what, what, what condition are they going to be in once they get there? I think that's an important question. We'll have to watch that moving forward. How do you feel if you're a Colts fan moving forward? Playoffs probably not realistic, but still – uh, it doesn't look like you're getting bashed and torn to pieces, right? Uh, yeah, you're right there. Um, I just – as soon as they're out of playoff contention, which I anticipate is going to be happening within the next three three to four weeks, um, you don't really have reason to play Matt Ryan anymore. Uh, I would just go back to Sam Ehlinger and see what he has. Um, you know, you have a small sample size, but, you know, as we see some of these quarterbacks, they need – they need multiple games, sometimes multiple seasons, to get an attraction going. And the Colts, you know, they they need to find out if they need to get uh, draft a quarterback. And granted, they're probably going to anyway, despite how Ellinger plays, even if they start the rest of the season. But um, you know, you need to find out about these guys. So um, maybe that maybe they stick with Matt Ryan the rest of the year and see how Jeff Saturday does. You know, how many games can you win? 
um, especially if they're not convinced that Ailinger is the future. So um, I I feel good if I'm a Colts fan. It's like, oh, well, this Jeff Saturday guy is, you know, maybe he there's something to that to this guy. Um, and I you know I don't mean a guy because you know he's a Hall of Fame center, but as a coach, we have no idea what he is. And um, you know I I'm still disappointed because you had playoff hopes and even Super Bowl hopes. A lot of them picked to go pretty deep into the playoffs so i'm overall still disappointed but i still feel good moving on to a different game one of which i got destroyed the cowboys and the vikings yes. now uh, i didn't do bad last week two two and one i had one push that was the bears falcons game i went two and yeah. two outside of that we still got the 49ers cardinals game floating around out there vegas went three and two in the five games that we picked at the time we picked them so it Pretty, pretty close right there. I gave the uh, the Vegas get the Bears Falcons right because they had it down on the money basically. Mm-hmm. But Cowboys Vikings I got destroyed in. I, I said the Vikings should be favored. So did a lot of people. But the Vegas algorithm had this right. They had the Cowboys as a road favorite against a yep. team with a significantly better record. Yep. The Cowboys were able to run the football. They were able to get ahead. Once they got ahead, that allowed those edge rushers to just tee off on Kirk Cousins, who I think threw for 130 yards devastating week here for the Cowboys um, and and the Vikings just get wrecked. I'm going to give you the stat of the day and then I'm going to turn it over to you. Today's stat of the day is this. The Vikings who with their eight and two record have actually been outscored by the, by their opponents this year by two points. (laughs) When you put them all together, they played so many close games after this 37 point (laughs) blowout, they have actually been outscored by their opponents this year. In spite of an eight and two record, Robertson, take it away. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Um, I, I, I'm, I'm as devastated as the Vikings probably are because, as a Washington fan, you don't want to see the Cowboys ever do well. Um, you know, especially with us trying to make a playoff push, you definitely every game the Cowboys and Giants lose is a plus for us because that means we're a game closer to catching them. You know, but it seemed like early on in that game that the Cowboys, it's not they were trying to give it away, but the Vikings had every opportunity to get back in, and they just couldn't. It was it was disheartening. It was devastating. Anytime you thought the Vikings could get any momentum whatsoever, it was just taken away from them. Um, Tony Pollard is, if he, if he was starting all season and got 25 to 30 touches a game, you know, how small he is, he might be injured, but he would be probably he'd probably have two thousand all purpose yards. Like if he was the only back outside of, you know, like there was no Elliot there, if he was the only back, he'd probably have two thousand yards all purpose. The dude is just electric. He scares the living daylights out of me as a Washington fan. Um, or any any fan really. He sc- scares the living daylights out of me. He's he's fast, he's quick, he can catch, he can run through the tack between the tackles, he can run outside. He can do everything. He's a do-everything back. The only problem is he's just a little small, and he probably wouldn't hold up 25, 30 times uh, getting getting those many touches. I don't know what the Vikings do from here. This is, you know, there's a lot of issues. You know, the defense we knew wasn't that great, and now they're really not good. Like, this, this is either going to be a wake-up call game or this is a game that's going to kind of derail their season. I don't know how it's going to go, really. I think the game this Thursday is going to really tell. We're going to talk more about both teams on the picks tonight. Let's go ahead and cover two more games at once. You tell me what jumps out at you. 
the Bengals in a fun game against the Steelers, 37 to 30. They they yeah. emerged victorious. They cover the line there. And then the Chiefs and Chargers in a, a second fun game, a second matchup for them this year. The Chiefs win it 30 to 27 off of a late Patrick Mahomes uh, a drive there as well. What jumps out at you about those four teams or those two games? The Bengals, despite putting up 37 points, they're they're still missing Jamar Chase a good bit. That's what really kind of stood out to me. I mean, Samaj P. Ryan, I think, caught three touchdowns yesterday, which is not going to be a reoccurring thing throughout the rest of the season. Uh, and T. Higgins and, uh, and Boyd, I think it's – yeah, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd, they've filled out uh, – or filled in for Jamar Chase very, very well. But that you can tell just by watching them, they're missing – you know, they're missing something, and that's the best one of the best receivers in football. So they need him back. They can beat the Steelers this way. I don't know if they can beat other teams this way. Um, I understand that, you know, the Steelers got 30, and some of that was like, you know, fourth quarter when the game was already over. But, you know, their defense needs to get short up a little bit. You can't have, even if it's garbage time stuff, you can't have Kenny Pickett hanging 30 on you. You know, like, and I know Najee Harris, you know, he seems to have turned a corner a little bit this season, you know, getting back on track there. But you can't have uh, Kenny Pickett hanging third on you. I'm sorry. like, And he was, I think, he was 14 of 15, I think, in the first half or something like that. Um, you know, you can't be having that. as a de- If you're trying to at least get back to the playoffs or even, you know, trying to get back to the Super Bowl, you can't be having that. So they need to shore, shore some things up there. And then Chiefs and Chargers – I mean, the Chargers just scored too quickly. I mean, what are you supposed to do? I mean, you, points are hard to come by in the NFL, and you can't just be like, "Oh, I guess we can't score here." You know, you have to take, you have to get points when you get points. So, and just Patrick Mahomes, he he's got the MVP on lock. I think we can stop with the MVP MVP conversation because unless he gets injured, and Tua like, you know, has is is playing with his hair on fire, it's a it's it's Mahomes's. I mean, the dude is just amazing. So that that that's really all that can be said about the Chiefs game and Chargers continue just to overall just disappoint on this season. It's it's a shame because of Herbert's talent, but at the same time, it's some of the blame is does need to be uh, put on Herbert. I'll put mo- most of it on uh, on Staley though as their head coach. Monday night football update: 49ers at the Cardinals. I picked uh, Arizona to actually cover that eight point spread last week. Kyler Murray not playing. Arizona up three to nothing early, 49ers with the ball. Uh, we'll keep you updated on that. Of course, by the time most of you hear this, the game will be over. But uh, I had to throw it in there. I'm, I'm hoping I can get this and have a winning record this week, three, two, and one. <laughs> and then Vegas would be at three and three, and I would win. So, um, you know, it means a lot to me if uh, <laughs> we, if I can get that one out, right? We need a dedicated fan out there to go, go back through the old episodes and calculate Ben's uh, overall record. So, um yeah, if you're if you're a loyal fan here, if you if you if you're a true fan of our podcast, you need to go back and listen to the other episodes again and find out Ben's record. It's not bad on the against the spread. The over under is horrible so far this year. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, so all right, uh, picks for this week. We have a we have six games to get to. It's Thanksgiving week. We don't usually cover the Thursday games, but we're a day early, so we're going to cover the three of the Thursday games this week starting with the Bills at the Lions. Buffalo um, played in Detroit last week. They're going to play in Detroit again this week, as you mentioned, off air. Uh, They were 10-point favorites at one point. That has already moved down to 9-point favorite is what I'm looking at at the moment. Um, 
Talk to us about this game here. I can tell you why. I bet because the Lions' first round pick, Jamison Williams, is now back. And I said in the offseason, in one of, in a couple of our videos, I believe that as soon as this guy gets back, the Lions are going to have a very dynamic weapon and their offense is only going to get better. And I am not saying that they are that I'm picking them to beat the Bills. I am not, but I think they're going to cover. I don't know how how much he's going to play. Honestly, I don't even know if he's going to play. I think he's just been activated. Um, that doesn't mean that he's going to be active on game day or if that he's even going to play a significant amount of snaps. Yeah, snaps. But I guarantee you there's going to be at least one where they they, they uh, run him out deep. Um, the Lions, they, they, they took care of business. They won against the Giants last week pretty convincingly. Um, could that be some momentum? The Bills, you know, they took care of business against the Browns, but, you know, Jacoby Brissett, he threw three touchdowns against this supposedly great Bills defense. You, you know, I mean, are you – is Jared Goff better than Jacoby Brissett? I would say so. Um, do the Lions have more weapons than the Browns? Outside of Amari Cooper, I would say so. Um, so I'm going to take the Lions to cover on this one. I don't really like the way that the Bills have been playing, to be completely honest with you. Um, so, But I am going to take the under on this game. The over-under is set at uh, 53. I'm going to take the under here. I don't think it's going to be as explosive of a game as some people might be thinking. This is, this is where it gets interesting, right? I, I think this was a tough one for me. I debated back and forth. I think I'm going to come out the flip side of it. The Lions are giving up 28 points a game right now, which just happens to be what the Bills are scoring. So we basically know that the Bills are going to get 28 points no matter what, it, under those circumstances, right? The Lions have been playing better the past few weeks, a little bit better on defense. They've been finding a way to win. The offense has been coming back to life. So – we, we Three-game winning streak. Hats off to Detroit for doing this. We have every reason to think that the Lions can keep this close, and yet I'm just not convinced that the Lions can do that. I'm not sure that the Lions can hold down this Bills offense if Josh Allen is anywhere near healthy. I, I don't think Allen's 100%. I think he's probably around 80% right now. But I think Allen's enough to keep this offense going. They'll be in a dome again. They were already there last week. Um, I, I think I'm going to come out on the side of the Bills can score 30 to 35 points here. And I think the Lions can get about 15 to 20 points on this game, if not 24. So I think I'm going to pick the over. I'm not sure about that, but I am going to pick the Bills to cover this nine-point spread at the moment. Again, I, I hope the Lions keep this close. I'll be watching this Thanksgiving Day. I hope to see a good game here. But I think I'm going to pick the Bills to, to cover this. Um, I think they're that much better on offense that the Lions are going to have trouble slowing them down. Giants and Cowboys. This is a game that I hope is close. The line right now is nine for the Cowboys. It was eight, but now it's up to nine. So talk to us about the Cowboys and the Giants. I don't know. I, I, I kind of want to refuse to pick this game uh, because as a Commander fan, we're trying to make a playoff push here. The likelihood that the Cowboys fall from grace versus the Giants falling from grace it's not very likely, and I don't want to pick the Cowboys. I don't want to see the Cowboys do anything. Like, I would, I wish they would just, you know, disappear along with all their fans from the face of the earth and, you know, or just crumble, like just lose lose out, don't win another game. But that's not going to happen. Look at the Cowboys' schedule. They're probably going to win 
10 to 11 games at least. That being said, if that's going to be the case, I hope they win as many as possible. That way they bench the starters in the last week when we play them. That's all I'm hoping. Oh, there it is. There it is. (laughs) Yep. So at the Giants, I mean, we said a couple weeks ago we were when we talked about, you know, how well Geno Smith and Daniel Jones have been playing, you know, eventually one of these guys have to fall from grace. And Daniel Jones apparently has. Um, he just really hasn't been as effective as he was at the beginning of the season. Um, they traded Kadarius Tony, and I thought he was doing anything anyway for him, but then they just lost uh, Waddell Robinson for the rest of the year with a torn ACL. Very unfortunate there. Uh, and we, we, We've we seen what can happen when uh, Saquon doesn't carry this team on offense. It's just not very good. It's not a productive offense. You know, he said just a couple minutes ago, the Lions give up 28 points a game. The Giants were only able to muster 18. And really, I think they were only held to 12, I think, for the most of the game until the very end of the, of the fourth quarter. So the Cowboys, they're, they got momentum on their side. They just crushed the Vikings 40-3. to I'm inclined to think it's a bit of a trap game for them, you know, because the Cowboys are so insufferable. You know, they probably think, oh, we got this one in the bag. The Giants suck. We own them. I'll take the Giants to cover here, but I'll take the Cowboys to win. This is another tough one because I just picked the Bills to cover nine points. Nine points against a team that is playing at home and has a three-game winning streak. So that's a big one. I'm going to pick the Cowboys to cover this eight points here, or nine points it is now. I'm going to pick the Cowboys to cover. Here's why. The Cowboys' pass rush is excellent. We already know that. The Giants' offensive line hasn't been horrible, but they're not great. So I think they're susceptible to getting sacked a lot, Daniel Jones especially. The Giants are awful at stopping the run. Basically, them and the Chargers keep swapping places at the bottom of the league for stopping the run. The Giants are absolutely dreadful at stopping the run. Well, guess what? The Cowboys really like to run the football. Um, they like to throw with Prescott, too. They should probably run the football more. But the Cowboys, I think, are going to do well at running the football in this game. This is not a good matchup for the Giants. I, I like the Cowboys to win this and cover. The Cowboys are playing at home. doesn't have a whole lot to do with, for me, that 40-3 to thrashing of the Vikings. I, I think that game was a bit of an outlier. A 40-3 to usually is, right? But um, I just think this is a bad matchup for the Giants. My only question, my only hesitation here is, Brian Dable this season has been a master at finding ways to kind of smoke and mirror his way through this whole season. He, he has done a phenomenal job. And I just wonder, somewhere between him and Saquon Barkley, are they going to find a way to kind of sort of keep this thing close? I'm inclined to think not. It wouldn't surprise me, but go ahead and give me the Cowboys here to cover this nine-point spread um, against the Giants. Just don't think it's a great matchup for them. Another interesting game, Thanksgiving Day, Patriots at the Vikings. Uh, There is no defense statistically hotter than the Patriots right now, except maybe the Cowboys. Patriots are doing it with pass rush, but a little bit better on the backside, perhaps. Um, Patriots have not been playing the greatest offenses in the world, so that may be a reason why. We can debate that. But the Patriots are doing excellent defense. We saw that last week against the Jets, but it's been four or five weeks now of this. And and then the Vikings, who are are reeling a little bit now, coming off of this this loss to the Cowboys, but with a win uh, against the Bills right before that. So, which Vikings team is going to show up? Uh, Vikings actually favored by three here. It was three. It's now two and a half. So what's your thoughts heading into this game here, Thanksgiving Day? 
I think the real question is what kind of Patriots team are we going to see, at least on terms of offense. Right. I mean, <laughs> we've seen we've seen the Patriots put up some points this year. Not very often, but we've seen them do it. And the Vikings, they're vulnerable right now. You know, you you go back, they, they you know, obviously there's the 43 win, but when they played the Commanders, that was a tough defense. You know, that, that, was, a, that was a very tough defense that they played against. And Kirk Cousins was getting, you know, just hit all game long. I think he had like something like 14 uh, quarterback hit, hits were, were on him. And the Patriots have a really good pass rush. They have one of the top – I think they're a top three defense in the NFL right now. I'm going to take them. I'm going to take the Patriots in this game. I am going to take the over in this game. I think it might be a little bit of a high-scoring game. Um, you know, even though I was just hyping up defense. Um, you know, I think this is a game that kind of, you know – I mean, it's 42 points. That would be like, you know, a, a 24-21 game. That'll do it there. So, I don't consider that too high-scoring. Um I like the Patriots. Patriots in this game. I think the Vikings are going to be a little shell shocked from that uh, from that uh, performance against the Cowboys on a short week. Um, yeah, give me the Patriots here. I like the Patriots to win as well. I'm not sure about the over under. I don't know about that, but give me the Patriots just to win straight up. Um, if you're giving me two and a half points, I'm not sure. I'd rather it be three and a half, right? I'd rather have that yeah. field goal oh, edge. Yeah. I don't get that. So basically, I'm picking a winner here. Um, I'm picking the Patriots to win here in Minnesota. And again, it it has less to do with how Minnesota looked last week. We, we've seen many years where some team with a good record just gets clobbered one week and, and then later on they, co- they come back and they're fine. It has a lot more to do with me for that Patriots defense. I know they haven't been playing the greatest offenses in the world, but they've been shutting down. I mean, they have been choking out these offenses, I think, in four of the past five weeks something like that. Uh, not just the Jets and Zach Wilson, but it's been the other offenses too. Um, everybody except Justin Fields, basically, who went off on, on the Patriots. So the Patriots' defense is really quietly like a like an assassin almost, just put this together. They may not be the best defense in football, but I think they're legit. I think they have a chance here to really cause the Vikings some problems. I don't think Bill Belichick is going to allow Dalvin Cook to run the football a whole lot. That's going to shift it over to Kirk Cousins, and and I, I think he's not going to have a whole lot of time to throw the football, just like last week. So just from those reasons, I think give me the Patriots to win straight up here. Um, I'm not trying to shade the Vikings. I still think the Vikings can have some success this year. But just this matchup this week, I think give me the Patriots. Uh, anything else in this game? Uh, I think it's important to note that um... – Christian Darisol did not play yesterday because he was uh, in concussion. Well, he did. He started out the game. I think he he got uh, got injured in the game, and he's in concussion protocol protocol for a second straight game or for a second straight week rather. On a short week, I don't think he's going to be cleared. Uh, he might even miss the following week after that. Um, you know, the NFL is being very sensitive with those kind of things right now. So, you got your best your best uh, lineman out against, like you said, a very good defense, that that matters a lot. Yeah, and 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 I'll say this, because, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think he's going to play either. I think there's no chance he plays. Second week of concussion protocol, short week, yeah, there's no chance he's playing. Hey, if the Vikings were smart schematically, they could figure out a way around that. If they could run the football and get a lead, I'm not sure they're going to be able to do that, though. So, you know, if, if you can't run the football and take some pressure off, do some play action and stuff, then those edge rushers just get the tee off. And at that point, 
it's not just about guarding the left tackle spot. Now you're bleeding all over the place, right? So, um, yeah. yeah, totally agree with you there. Falcons and Commanders. Uh, oh, interesting boy. game. Even if it didn't involve your favorite team who is on a roll right now, which it yeah. does, but the Falcons as well are interesting at five and six. Commanders on the flip side at six and five. The Commanders were a three-point favorite at home. That has moved up. They are now a four-point favorite at home. Vegas giving y'all some respect here, um, or some or some betters are one or the other. So talk to us here about the Commanders at home against the Falcons. Heineke magic, baby. That's all it is. Even though he <laughs> happy with Heineke. Yep, happy with Heineke. Look, I, I prefer him to Wentz. I do. But here's the thing. Everyone's saying Heineke Magic. He has not played all that fantastic. He really hasn't. Um, he just has not been playing all that great. Um, he's thrown some really bad interceptions in the fourth quarter. You know, I'm not really liking that part of it. But, hey, we have a formula right now. We're not really putting the game in Heineke's hands. We are playing some absolutely stellar defense. You want to talk about the Patriots being one of the hottest defenses. I'd say the commanders. If John Allen and Jerome Payne don't get all pro, then whoever votes for that crap needs to open their eyes and they need, you know, pretty much taken out of that, of that position uh, to be able to vote because these two are just playing insane football right now. I mean, insane. Jonathan Allen is tossing guards aside. It's, it's in that you can't block them. And now Montez Sweat, he has three sacks over the past couple of games. Derek Forrest has three interceptions in the past few games. This defense is playing out of its mind right now. We should be getting our best linebacker back, Cole Holcomb. Um, Chase Young should also be back this week. You know, good luck. Good luck to the Falcons, um, at least as far as running the football. Passing the football, uh, Benjamin St. Juiced, he got a little banged up last week. Hopefully it's nothing, but... This has been a concern of mine for a while. Our depth on the back end is just – it's not there. So if one of these guys get, gets injured, I really don't know what we're going to do. We have no depth. We have nothing. We have two undrafted guys behind our starters, and that worries me a lot. And it's a problem that Ron Rivera has ignored all season, all offseason, all season. Um, You know, if as long as we can keep doing what we've been doing, there's no reason why we can't beat the Falcons. Um. You know, keep running the ball with Gibson and Robinson. But one thing I always get worried about with this defense is dual threat quarterbacks. Um, you know, Justin Fields ran all over us, um, you know, a few weeks ago. Can we learn from that? I hope so. But, you know, there was oftentimes we didn't have a spy on him. He broke that, like, 40-yard run. The, the middle of the field was wide open and a crucial part of the game. We can't be having that. So if Cole Holcomb's back, I'd feel a lot more comfortable about it. But um, – you know, I'll, even if he's not, I'll still take the commanders. We're just we have the formula right now. We've we're perfecting it at this point. We're getting pieces back. Um, yeah, gave me the commanders. I agree. You mentioned the commanders' defense. They started out the year giving up twenty eight to the Jaguar, uh, twenty two to the Jaguars, and thirty six to the Lions. Since then, they haven't given up more than twenty five points. And the past few weeks, they've given up 10, 21, 20, 16, 21, and seven. I mean, they've They've been on a statistical roll, no question about it. I, I, I wish I could get this game at the three points it opened up at, but we're already now at four. So that bothers me a little bit. I do think this is going to be a close, fun game. And by the way, if I sound different, I apologize to the audience. My AirPods ran out, so I'm now on speakerphone. <laughs> I apologize if I sound horrible, okay? 
But um, the Commanders, I think, can win this game. I think they should be the favorites. They're obviously playing better. The Falcons aren't playing bad. But give me the Commanders to win. And even at four points, I think give me the Commanders to cover. I, I think at home they're playing well enough. The Falcons um, – I, I'm not sure that the Falcons have enough firepower to really amp it up in this game against a tough commander's defense. So give me the commanders to win and cover that four points. I do think it's going to be a fun game, though. I think this will be one of the more fun games of the week, um, in spite of the fact that the Falcons have a losing record for this game. I think it's Bengals. important. Oh, sorry. I think it's important to note that Taylor Heineke's best game as a pro was against the Falcons last season. And this could be maybe a, a game where he can get right as far as, you know, like he hasn't been playing terribly, but he hasn't been playing, you know, very well. Um, his QBR is 46, which is below average, pretty, pretty well below average in my opinion. Uh, he has five touchdowns, four picks. He has a couple fumbles to go, to go with that. Um, you know, if he can limit the mistakes, like I said, I like the, I like the commanders, but you know, he's, you hold your breath every time. Absolutely, I think that's the nature of quarterbacks like like Heineke. Um, like quarterbacks, they're they're going to be they're going to have a few weeks where they're up and a few weeks where they're down. And as a coach and a roster and a GM, you just have to figure out a way to navigate through that. So um, we'll see if Commanders can do that on Sunday. Also on Sunday, the Bengals at the Titans. Another fascinating game. Mm-hmm. The Bengals are a point and a half favorite on the road. Uh, talk to us here about Cincinnati at Tennessee. This just reminds me too much of the Cowboys-Vikings game we had last week. You know, it's like, why are the Bengals favorited going into Tennessee? The ten- Tennessee isn't playing bad football. Um, the Titans can run the ball. You know, they have the best running back in football, in my opinion, Derrick Henry. Uh, he's been having a fantastic season. Um, you know, Ryan Tannehill is back. Um, I think Traylon Burks is still, yeah, he's, he's, I, I don't think he's, 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 he's injured. So, you know, they have weapons now. They have Derrick Henry, the Bengals, you know, they struggled last week against Najee Harris. Like I said, you can't give up 30 to Kenny Pickett. I mean, Ryan Tannehill isn't Kenny Pickett. He's a lot more seasoned. He's a, he's a bit of a savvy veteran. I'm not saying he's going to hang 30 or 40 on him. I'm just saying, you know, he's a lot better than Kenny Pickett was. So, they can't tighten up, you know. I don't think Jamar Chase is coming back this week. Um, so I like the Titans in this game. Um, I I still don't trust the Bengals. They're they really gotta show me some more. Um, yeah, so give me the Titans here. And I'm gonna be on the flip side, but it's close. This was a tough one for me. Because you mentioned it. Tennessee can run the football. I'm not sure Cincinnati's gonna shut that down. Slow it down, maybe shut it down, no. Derek Kinder's gonna be able to run the football. Ryan Tannehill's been playing well since he came back. Very efficient. The numbers have been have been outstanding. And the Titans just continue to win. They're not looking in the rearview mirror at the Colts. They're just winning football games. They're seven and three. They're having a heck of a season in, in, in a year in which they had a lot of moving parts heading into the season. So, so they've done very well. And they're at home. There, there's no reason to shade the Titans here. The reason I'm going with the Bengals is the offense is on fire without Jamar Chase. Over the past five weeks, Subtract out that awful Browns loss, right? Inexplicably, just like the Patriots inexplicably got blown out by the Bears. You subtract that out, set it off to the side. 
They scored 30 on the Saints, 35 on the Falcons, 42 on the Panthers, and 37 on the Steelers. Not the best defenses in the world, but once again, they are heating up big time in terms of scoring points, and they're doing it without Jamar Chase. Joe Burrow's on fire right now. Good gosh. Uh, the one, one of the interceptions he had late in the game was just a tremendous play, heck of a play by T.J. Watt, the Steelers' all-pro all, all performer. So um, give me the Bengals. It does bother me a lot that they're on the road here and that the Titans are a stout football team. It bothers me a lot, but it's a point and a half. So I think the Bengals win in a – this is a real clash of styles, right? The Bengals want to get the football down the field. They want to get uh, Burrow just a whole bunch of passes, throw the football a lot, and mix it up with Mixon, uh, passing to Mixon and running the football to Joe Mixon. They want to do a lot of that. Um, so it real clash of styles here. But give me the Cincinnati Bengals just because statistically the offense is ramping it up. Joe Burrow really seems to be heating up. So that's my pick on that one. Bears at Jets. We're going to cover the Jets. <laughs> we didn't do it last week, and we are going to do it today. Chicago Bears at the New York Jets. The Jets were a four-point favorite. That has since moved in the past day or two. They are now a five-point favorite at home. So talk to us here about the Jets and the Chicago's. Um, you know, I don't know why the line moved in the Jets' favor. Um, other than they heard that Joe Flacco was starting, uh, you can't be a five-point favorite against the Bears. Like, I don't care that it's the Bears right now. The Bears are playing very good offense, and the Jets are not. I just don't understand that at all. So. You know, I understand that the over-under is 41.5 right now, and that's accurate, in my opinion, because I think that the, the Bears are going to score a lot of points. The Jets aren't, so that they're not going to probably hit the hit the, that 41.5 or 41 or whatever. So I, I just – this is confusing. The Jets are playing outstanding defense, but no offense, and that can only last for so long. Like, you're going to get – you're going to get burned one of these times where – you know, everyone, all these coaches and stuff, you know, throughout the league, they call, talk about complimentary football. Well, guess what? If you're not playing complimentary football, you're not going to win a lot of games. You know, what if one of these times the Jets aren't playing the best defense? What if they're having an off day? Then what? They can't score with Zach Wilson. They were scoring with Joe Flacco. So if the Jets don't start Joe Flacco this week, I don't know what they're doing. Even Robert Sala said he's not sure to – to, as to who's going to be starting this week, that pretty much says they're about to make a change. Um, a lot, uh, apparently, Zach Wilson's comments after the game rubbed a lot of people uh, the wrong way. So, I mean, if they're if Joe Flacco's starting, I like to, I like the Jets, but if Zach Zach Wilson is is the presumed starter, then give me the Bears. Stay tuned on that Jets starter theme because that is fascinating, right? You have a team with a winning record. It's not. It's not completely dissimilar from the Falcons, right? You have a team that's had some success this year, and yet they're looking at pulling the trigger and making a change there. So that's going to be fascinating after Thanksgiving to watch that on Sunday. I'm going to pick the Jets here. Um, we were on the flip side of a lot of games last week, and we'll be on the flip side this week too. I, the Jets are at home, obviously. The Jets' defense is stout. They have been playing some exceptionally good defense the entire season, really. Um, there haven't been too many games where they've just let a whole bunch of points loose. Um, I think the Jets are more organized, and I think the Jets have a better roster. Justin Fields is playing out of his mind, but he's playing by himself. Like, it's the Justin Fields show, you know? So, 
give me the Jets here to win and to cover that five points. Um, I, I, I like this. I like this game for the Jets. I love the Bears. I love rooting for Justin Fields. I, Dad Gummit, they should have already had some <laughs> offensive line help there for him this past offseason. They should have already had another receiver there for him. I don't care. Give him a slot guy. Give him a tight end. Give him a deep burner. Give him something. And he's, he's just playing with very little right now. I don't want to say nothing, but he's playing with very little. And then that Bears defense is just horrible. I think the Jets can score points on that Bears defense, even though the Jets offense is dreadful. <laughs> you mentioned it. But the Jets have weapons. So I, I think against that Bears defense, I think I like the Jets here um, on this game. So give me the Jets to win and cover uh, that five points. Anything else on that game or any of the other games that we're, we're predicting next week? I understand the Jets have a good defense, but it doesn't seem to matter for the Bears. It doesn't matter what defense they're playing. They're putting up at least 24 a game, it seems like. So... Yeah. You know, like I said, if you're not playing complimentary football, you're going to get burned one of these times. So, like I said, if Joe Flacco's playing, I like the Jets just because I think Joe Flacco at this point gives them a better chance to win. He proved it earlier in the season. Um, but if it's Zach Wilson, I I just don't understand the five points. Like, give me the Bears and give me the Bears to cover that, you know, win by at least five. Point well taken. We will see how it works out. Monday night football update. The 49ers are cruising with two second quarter touchdowns. They're up 3 over the Cardinals. And uh, my pick is going up in flames as we speak. <laughs> Come on, Colt McCoy. <laughs> Come on, Colt McCoy. <laughs> Come on, Colt. <laughs> all right. Uh, all the picks are gone. Any more football talk before we get down to the uh, important business of the night? No, but I know you're going to ask me another island question. But before we get to that, it is Thanksgiving. It is Thanksgiving. Um, first of all, I want to say that I'm thankful for you, Ben. I, I feel like that is, that is an order. I am thankful for you. I'm also thankful to all that are listening, of course. But, you know, this show is nothing without Ben. So just I'm very thankful for you, Ben. I, I appreciate everything that we've done this year and you know you're an awesome guy to work with so i just want to say that on on air and you know obviously to you um but i want to know before you ask me your island question um what is like the thanksgiving day side like what what is like your favorite one because i know there's a lot of a lot of there's been a lot of debates over over the centuries of Thanksgiving, you know, is it is it the mashed potatoes? Is it the sweet potatoes? Is it the stuffing? You know, what is it? You know, and also, how many plates are are you required to, to have on th on Thanksgiving dinner? Like, is it a three plate minimum? Like, and how do you construct your plates? Like, I want to know that with you, Ben. You're, we've been so focused on food a lot lately. I I need to know this. I need to know the Ben Parker right. Thanksgiving Day plate. My Thanksgivings has have transformed over the years. I'll say this. First of all, thank you for the kind words. Um, those of you who don't know, um, Robert Snexa does all of the work for this show. I don't do any <laughs> of it. I just show up and give my opinion on Tuesday nights, now Monday night. Um, so Robert said, I appreciate you doing all the work for the show, literally every <laughs> bit of it. Um, all the technical stuff, all the groundwork, any advertising, anything gets done by Robertson. So um, thank you all for listening. Robertson said that as well. Um, Thanksgiving Day, uh, currently, I only have to have one huge meal. And, you know, I don't have an aunt or, or a grandma that's insisting that I eat. 
uh, everything <laughs> they put out there. Um, so I pretty much get to eat whatever I want and then come back for more, you know, two or three hours later. So that, that's a nice setup. I, the best side, if it's done right, and, and, and I think that goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway, if it's done right, give me the mashed potatoes and the gravy. Okay. All right. Um, all right. But now you don't give me that bitter stuff. All right. If you haven't flavored it right, if it doesn't have a good <laughs> kind of a smooth undercurrent, yeah, don't give me that. It, you know, scoot along. Okay. I'll pick up some, uh, you know, I'll pick up some stuffing or uh, some green beans or something. Okay, but mashed potatoes and gravy done right is it, just out of this world. I mean, I could, I could almost eat a meal of mashed potatoes and gravy all by itself, especially if you give me a biscuit on the side. So, you know, um, absolutely. I you avoided a very a very big argument with me because if you said like the sweet potato thing with the marshmallows on top or the green bean casserole we were we were going to have a little discussion there because <laughs> that that has no place that has no place on my plate like it it will never have a place on my plate no thank you i i, I can do them but a, a, another great side again if it's done right macaroni and cheese um now listen don't give me none of that watered down macaroni and cheese if you pull it out of the oven and it's not brown on top don't pull it out. Put it back in. It ain't it ain't flavored enough. All right, it ain't done. So put it back in. Let it get some of that nice browning on top. Um, get some flavor in there. Then pull it back out. We can talk about macaroni and cheese too. If there's any moisture on the bottom of that of that pan, mm -mm. put it back. Put it back. It. Nope. Drain it. Drain it. Do whatever. Do whatever needs to be done. <laughs> yes. But I have to know about your mashed potato thing though. Are you a a thick like thick is like you know like Elmer's glue that's been left out without the cap for a week? Or are you like one of these people that needs their mashed potatoes to be soup? I would rather it be in between. Okay. Okay. I, I would rather it be, be somewhere pleasantly in between there, but I'll eat it. If, if the flavor's right on that mashed potatoes and gravy, I'll eat it in any form, fluid or thin <laughs> I'll eat it. If the flavor's right again, a lot of the gravies that people put out there are very bitter. Uh, yeah. No, nah, we, we ain't doing that. You know, this, this, ain't, <laughs> this ain't the 1600s who are struggling to get spices from India, right? <laughs> we got things to put in gravy, okay? This, this can taste good, too. So, um, you know, yes, uh, the flavor's got to be right on the mashed potatoes and gravy. See, I'm, I'm of the minority here. Um, you know, I really love cranberry sauce. Uh, not the whole cranberries. I don't, I don't go... Like I go for like, just give me some canned ocean spray, you know, like I'm just very basic. I'm, I'm easy to please. Just give me some canned cranberry sauce and I'm good. You know, like I don't need any of this fancy crap, you know, I'm very, I'm very basic, you know, just, just give me some nice mashed. Now I don't like boxed mashed potatoes. Now that's crossing the line here a little bit, but, but what my mom does, she puts some, some garlic, you know, garlic mashed potatoes in there. Oh, it's just fantastic. Oh, just, just give me all of that. Like I would, if I could, if my stomach could handle it, I would just eat a plate of mashed potatoes. So me and you yeah. are in agreement, in agreement yeah. with that, you know? Yeah. And for me, the way my mom makes, makes it, I don't even need the gravy. Honestly, I could go without it if I, if I needed to. So it's just fantastic. And I have to have at least two plates. I got to okay. go at least two because my first plate's just mashed potatoes and a and you know a couple biscuits and some turkey and it's just smothering gravy. I have no room for my cranberry sauce or any of the other stuff. So you know, like I, 
I got to go at least two. But, and to be clear, I can have mashed potatoes by itself, too. But if we're going to move it all the way up to number one Thanksgiving side, it's going to have to have some gravy for me. Um, but, I mean, that can be instant. Give me some instant mashed potatoes. I'm okay with that, you know? If Oh, they're fine. Just not for Thanksgiving. <laughs> right. <laughs> we have higher standards. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, Ben. Um, what torture are you putting me through this week on the island? Yeah, it's not good, but it, but it, but you've already had a sneak preview of it last week off air. You and I kind of I kind of trotted it out there. I've got some other things waiting in the wings for 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 your for your uh, deserted island experience. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with what you and I kind of talked about last week. I hope it's fire. For the- <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry, it's not fire. <laughs> We're going to get to the Super Bowl, Ben, and there's still going to be no fire on this island. <laughs> Hey, listen, you know, I'm, I'm a fair guy. You know, for, for those of you in the audience who don't know, uh, Robertson has found himself on a deserted island. There's nobody else there yet. There's a couple of, of trees, palm trees, not pine trees, not oak trees, like palm trees with, with no, no fruit. Okay. <sighs> and and the first week he, he picked an unending supply of sandwiches that he could eat. Instead of a buffet every four days, he didn't want to starve for three days. So he's got his sandwiches. And then last week, he decided that he wanted an unlimited amount of books to read, as opposed to only five movies that he could watch for the rest of his time there. So instead of getting stuck with the same five, I know you like TV better than reading, but the unlimited supply of books was better than better than the five DVDs just all over again. So... He's got his sandwiches. He's got his books. And this week, we're going to talk about more, more entertainment. Okay? Not fire. Not shelter. Oh, gosh. Not people. People are coming, by the way. Oh, no. <laughs> people are coming to your island. But for now. Oh, no. I don't want people to come to my island. <laughs> don't make me ha- Don't make it happen, Ben. Please. If you were given your choice, you have the choice between all of the regular season games in the major sports. So we're talking, you know, baseball, uh, college basketball, NBA. We'll give you some hockey if you want that. If you like racing, we'll give you some racing. Basically, you have year-round sports, nonstop, almost 24-7, right? There's enough sports to support that, right? Or you would only get the playoffs. So you either get all the regular season matchups every day, all day long, all you can watch, but you miss the playoffs entirely. Or you miss all that nice regular season stuff and you get the playoffs of every sport. So in June, you get the NBA playoffs. And in March, you get March Madness. And in January, you get all the football playoffs and the Super Bowl and all that stuff. So you're probably going to go about seven months of the year with no sports, but the sports you get, you will get to see every playoff game in its entirety and, and watch every single play. So having laid that out for you, what are you feeling here for your desert Island experience? So let me just break this down really quick out loud in my head. So January and early February, I would get, National playoff in 
college football, I would get NFL playoffs, the Super Bowl. Yes. And then in like three weeks, I'd be getting March Madness. And then right after March Madness, or even during, I'd be, or soon, I would be getting the NBA playoffs until like mid June. And even then, I'm still getting the hockey playoffs in that same time. Right. Runs concurrently, basically. Yeah. Hockey and basketball. And okay, since we talked a little bit off air last week, I think about this. I get a DVR, right? I get a DVR for concurrent games, right? Yes. Okay. Playoffs are over and then it all vanishes. Yes. Okay. So the way I'm going to do this, and you can't say no to this because this does not violate your rules. After the N- the NBA playoffs are o- over, I'm going to take a game at a time every day after to fill in the gaps until we get to September. Because I, I, I might not even be, feel like hockey a couple days, you know? I might just, you know, you know, the summer gets long a little bit. Maybe there's some other things to do. You know, maybe I'm running for my life even, you know, if I don't I don't have shelter yet. So it, I'm it going to sh- violate the rules. I'm sorry. Um. When the NBA playoffs, when the NBA finals are over, all your DVR games disappear. I'm talking about NHL, sorry. I'm talking about hockey playoffs. Right, but they only go, what, a week farther than a week uh, farther? You said I could DVR this crap, bad. Come Wait, on. But right, as soon as the playoffs are over, they all vanish. So you get to watch every game, but when the when 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 that Stanley Cup has been handed out and kissed and, and hugged, Whichever finals is last, all the DVR stuff disappears on you. So yeah, you like you said, summer you got nothing, fall you got nothing. I get baseball in the fall. Don't take yeah, that away from me. That's true. In <laughs> October, so uh, July nothing, August nothing, September nothing, and then in October you get your baseball playoffs. And then November, December is nothing. Yes. Uh, hey, but hey, every four years I get the World Cup. That's happening now. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get the World Cup. I'll give you the okay. World Cup. Uh, I'm still taking playoffs. I'd rather really? have good sports than really? than mediocre. Like, okay, eighty percent of the time it's going to be mediocre stuff throughout the regular season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I'm, occasionally, I'm going to get like that Rams Chiefs Monday night game, but like right. that's that's not going to happen. A lot, like eighty percent of the time, it's going to be very forgettable, and it's going to be teams I don't really care about. So, not right. that the Commanders are are ever in the playoffs, but you know, it's it's one of those things. You know, like I'd rather see really good, you know, good teams playing for short periods of time, than bad to mediocre teams playing year round. Look, you know how most of our luck runs. The average citizen of the world. The very second you get on a deserted island and you choose to not watch the playoffs, that's when your team, the commanders or the whoever, uh, will go on a five-year dynasty and win the championship every single year until you come back, and then they'll stink again. Oh, I see. That's why I got to choose a playoffs. Because, honestly, even during the playoffs, like you're saying, oh, well, you're not going to get any context, really. It's like, are you kidding me? Like. The, the, the commentators, they, they spill out the entire season. Right. You know, like every little event throughout the broadcast. Like, yes. It's like, oh, well, during the season, this is this, this happening. Like it, for every player, for every team, like it, it doesn't matter. So 
like the gaps would get filled in pretty quickly, pretty easily. So I'm not yeah. at all worried, especially in the in basketball. My God, all they talk about is, you know, oh, well, this matchup during the season, this happened, or you know, baseball, they do the same thing. Oh, this guy had this many hits, this many home runs, and he did great, and all this other stuff. It's like, my God. Yeah, before you talk, talk and talk. Baseball, yes, yes. Yeah, so give me the playoffs over the regular season. You know, it, what's better than playoff baseball? I I don't think much. I love playoff baseball so much. Unfortunately, this past year I didn't really watch much of it, but I love playoff baseball. So it's just of all the playoffs, like all of all the sports that have playoffs and stuff like that, baseball to me is the best. It's just from the first inning to the ninth inning, unless it's a blowout, which doesn't really happen that much, I don't feel like. It's just so intense, 100% intensity all the time. Like one hit can completely change, you know, just a base hit can, pl- can change momentum like instantly. And it's just crazy. It's like if you give away a hit, you're giving away the championship. It, it, it It's insane. And I love it. Yeah. Love it as well. All right. So for everyone in the audience, we thank you so much for listening. We wish you a tremendous Thanksgiving. We're going to say goodbye to Desert Raw. We probably won't see him for a couple of weeks. We have some other things to talk about. So uh, I hope he enjoys his sandwiches and, oh his, and his playoffs because, uh, you know, we may not, you know, nobody's coming for a couple of weeks. So maybe we'll oh, see him no. at some point. We'll check and see how he's doing. Um, Monday Night Football update. The Fighting Colt McCoys have come back and made it 14 to 10. <laughs> and <laughs> has seven catches for 77 yards so far. Go follow us on Twitter at Oz on Favorite. Please leave us a review and give us a rate. Five stars if you would, please. But if not, just be honest with us. We'll take any feedback we can get. Bye, everyone.